kid at the San Francisco airport uh, in 1979, about two months before he got killed by a car. We were sitting there and we were both going like this. Rocking. And it was kind of thing where we both at one point stopped and went, You do that? Uh, <laughs> you're rocking back and forth, both of you? How old was he? I always rock back and forth. Well, now he would be. No, how old was he then? Oh, uh. He was like four? He was nine. Oh, nine. Turning. No. Oh, dear. He was only eight. Turning nine on his next birthday. Um, so tell me about how you got here. So, <clears throat> I was, you know, living at my parents. That was so fun. It was 1977. Oh my God, no, it was 1976. And uh, I was getting ready to go, get out of there. Like dinner table conversations consisted of who are we gonna trash tonight? The Puerto Ricans? The fucking blacks? That's what they called them. They would never say nigger. Yeah. Oh, they were too polite for that. Yeah. Probably my dad did. But, uh, and just shit and put me down. My brother would be there on and off, or, you know. He was such a fucking loser. He, like, he lived with my parents till he died, practically. Uh, so, the shit goes down, and I go, fuck this. And my friends gave me money, and we, I went into Manhattan, <clears throat> I forget where, and to Grey Rabbit, and bought a ticket for the hippie bus, $69. Nice. From New York to California in a beat up old death trap bus, school buses. They were the precursor to Green Tortoise. Right. Which I also rode. That's a good story. <coughs> and uh, so <clears throat> my friends stayed at my house for the last three days. At one point, we we're smoking some pot late at night. Glenn, me, and Jill. And my dad comes in and starts going off about it. And he's just being a pain in my ass and going about how she's sick and what are you doing? You know, you're encouraging it and you're all fucked up, blah, 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 right? She's saying you were sick? Yeah. yeah. To them. She's yeah. sick. Why are you encouraging her? And I'm like, mm -hmm. pick up a big pair of fucking scissors. Glenn and I, to this day, I don't know if he does it anymore, but every now and then he goes, Cindy girl. Put down those scissors. And I'm like this. I go, literally, I go, get out of my room. Mm -hmm. So out they go. Then we went out drinking at Mulcahy's Bar, which is what everybody did. All we did was drink and drive, and people got killed. Like five kids got killed from drunk driving. That was what you did on Long Island. And drug, of course. And knife fights. We didn't do guns. No. We didn't knives and fists. Mm -hmm. So, me and Larry, okay? Me and Larry come home from the bar. It's like 4 o'clock in the morning. It's snowed. Snow's on the ground, and there's my fucking twin bed mattress on the front yard. So we take my mattress back inside, going, mm -hmm. what the fuck is this bullshit? Your parents la, 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 la. And that's when I went, I gotta get out of here. Mm -hmm. I gotta get out of here. 
I guess they want me to get out of here. What are they doing putting my bed out here mm-hmm. in 35 degrees? So they decided to stay with me. And I left on a Tuesday, if I remember correctly. It was the day before Christmas. <coughs> Christmas Eve. And, and fun, funny, I can't remember exactly who took me in. I know Susie Emerson and Nancy Leap took me, and maybe her sister Liz, who was married to Bill for like 20 years. And took me to the Grey Rabbit and said, bye. And... <laughs> So I get on the hippie bus, and these two hippies, Miles, which we called him Miles of Smiles, and this other guy who was like, I don't remember his name or anything, he, was, he looked, he was, that's right, and all these hippie kids. And it was a party all the way from New York to California. I met these people who took me up to where I was going on Hayes Valley. They were living in Hayes Valley, Nancy and Harry, Chinese girl and a white guy, couple hippies. And uh, so they, we got to San Francisco, and we pulled up at the East Bay Terminal, the old one, and it was drought. But the tree had bloomed, and it was all purple. I walked out the school bus. And the first thing I see is this whole thing of flowers, purple flowers on the tree. I went, I looked around and I went, I have arrived. Nice. So we got on the Hayes bus and went up to my house where Jade lived. Myrna had just lived there, but he moved in with his boyfriend Shane, who was real fucked. Oh my God. Oh, uh, how'd you, oh my God. How'd you know where to go? Oh, well, yeah, he lived at 637 Hayes, so they who? knew I was coming. How'd you know him? From Myrna. Jeff Myrna from Long Island. He went there first. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, Eartha went there first, who was Paul at the time. Uh-huh. And so that's who was living there. Eartha, who was Paul then. Paul, Jade, mm-hmm. this guy Mead. I uh, can't remember, maybe other people. It was a big flat in Hayes Valley at Hayes and Laguna, right next to Dottie Ivory's Jazz Club. I ended up living in a house years later. That was mm. 719 house. That was Dottie Ivory's house. And we mm. should have bought it. And we could have. And we didn't. Stupid. Mm. Mm. But, uh... So, I get in there. And Jade and I just... This young... He's two years younger than me. So, he was 18. Young, hippie, faggot. Not that that mattered. Mm-hmm. And so we, I slept in his room, he had extra bed, and I stayed in his room, and the first night I was there, we went to the Castro. Me and him, oh, Paul Bannon lived there, Pablo, later. Mm-hmm. And he went, come on, let's, I went with Paul Bannon, now that I think about it. I don't even know this guy. Mm-hmm. Over to the Castro. And we're walking down the street to go to this Chinese restaurant that everybody went to, it's no longer there. And as we're walking down Castro Street, I look down a little alley street, and there's a guy giving a guy a blowjob. And I look at Pablo, I go, my dad was right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Because he was like, (laughs) Mom had said to me in Long Island, if you want to go up to San Francisco and be a homosexual, 
go ahead. I go, it's lesbian, mom. <laughs> Seriously, it was like that. Mm-hmm. And, oh, God, Dad cried when they came to get me and take me mm-hmm. to the, you know, city. He's crying. Mom's like, and I'm like, I'm literally like, bye. <laughs> See ya. And I left. No. He was like, fuck you. I don't give a shit, you mm-hmm. fucking bastards. You're going to put me in a fucking loony bin again, you bitches. They're going to put you in the bin and they're crying. So, yeah, they're crying and I'm good. leaving because they can't control me anymore. And because I had a kid and all that crap earlier, they had me fucking everybody in San Francisco. My parents mm-hmm. talk about dirty minds about their daughter. And it was the opposite. I was pissed because I never got any action because mm-hmm. I was just like too weird. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes girly girls, even the anarchists. Don't mm-hmm. fucking tell me. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, believe me, I know. It was horrible for a few years there and I gave up. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like... So, yeah, we went to the Castro, and then we went back, and I knew Paul from, you know, Long Island, so that was cool. So we were hanging out, you know, getting high and a whole bit. And then the next day, I went up to the Haight-Ashbury, and now Victor was still living here, or I thought he was. You know, we had talked to him in 75, and uh-huh. I kind of kept up with him a little, like, through the mail, a little. He had been here, been to Long Island in 75, he just showed and you, up And you were day. friends from kindergarten till From like seventh ni- grade. Till 1970? Uh, yeah, perhaps? and then I left a year later. Mm-hmm. No, I left, no, he, we were 13, he left in 1969. By then I had gone to Woodstock and, you know, totally turned on, tuned in and dropped out, for real. You know, came home from Woodstock and went, I'm not Hang training on. for the Olympics no more. Hang on, because this fucking oh, loud ass shit. Right, right, right. <laughs> anyway. All right, so you said you went to Woodstock? Yeah, and that's how I, you know, turned on, tuned in, and dropped out, mm-hmm. literally. And when I came home, I'm like, I ain't doing this fucking Olympic training no more. Fuck this shit. What the fuck Olympic training are you talking about? I trained for the Olympics from when I was five till I was uh, 13 at my camp. And uh, I was a swimmer. I was always a jock. Uh-huh. I was a hippie jock. I was a weirdo jock, and then I was a hippie jock. Uh-huh. You know, la la la. I was very athletic. I also performed a lot in drama at camp mostly, but also in Long Island. So, yeah, the next morning, the next day that I was here, I took the bus up to the Haight-Ashbury, and I ate at McDonald's because hmm. I'm in, from Long Island. You know, that's what you eat. Mm-hmm. So I ate at McDonald's there. And then I walked up the hill, I looked it all up, and Victor's house was right next to the Jefferson Airplane House there mm-hmm. in Fulton, right by Stanyon. And I go up to the door and ring the bell, I go, I'm looking for Victor Bloom. And they're like, how do you know him? I go, we grew up together. He's like, you know, my best friend. And he went, holy shit, where'd you come from? I go, New York. He goes, he just went back there. So he moved to New York and I moved here. No way. Yeah. And that's a whole other story. Um, and so I was like, holy shit, you know, so I never heard from him. That was 1977, early January 2nd, 1977, and so I went back to Jade's, and, you know, we were hanging out, and we just hung out, and then Myrna and I got an apartment in the Haight-Ashbury, a little one-bedroom, for $225. Our four-bedroom flat was $250. 225 was cheaper, and the one bedroom for 225 that was considered expensive. 
like a little pricey. Well, but he was working for the fire department at Bayview. Don't ask me how he threw somebody we knew, mm-hmm. which was really a joke. And so he was going a lot. So I just and then we went to Gus's Pub next to the Blue Front Deli by Masonic and Hate there, and uh, thus began my life in the mm-hmm. Hate Ashbury. Uh, and that's what I did. I went and got on welfare, of course. I did work, though. I was a babysitter for these three kids. And matter of fact, that was like by February. I was working. I got into the anarchist study group, which was Gene Pauline and all those guys. And, um... Oh, let me think. Uh, oh, tell me about meeting Gene. About what? Meeting Gene. What? Meeting Jean Pauline. Oh, she was in my anarchist study group. Well, how'd, how'd you get an anarchist study group? Through Jade, Mark? he knew people. He uh-huh. knew Mark Eustace and the queer. It was mostly queer. It was all queer, except uh-huh. for me. Well, I was queer, too, but not like them. I wasn't like a dyke or, you know, I didn't right. relate to that. I, in fact, when you, I was first out here, it was very normal. When you would meet people, and was like, oh, so what are you? Uh-huh. Gay, bi, straight. And I'd go, I'm me. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be in any clubs. Uh-huh. And after two years of, you know, I realized it was like, this is all a joke. I can't get anybody because everybody's so fucking uptight. Mm-hmm. You're not queer enough. You're not straight enough. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't look right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, seriously, you know, I was fucked up. And I was like, you fucking jerks. I've been out having sex for years, you fucking idiots, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, I'll tell you what. So I lived it, and and we would, well, we just we did a lot of partying. We did a lot of drugs. Jean uh, Pauline, I'd known her for a few weeks, and I was doing this babysitting job by then. But this lady was working and had her kids, and uh, up in Noe Valley. And Jean said, "Hey, you want to borrow my car? Or you could take them to the beach or something." I didn't even know this woman. Hmm. I borrowed her car. Sounds like and drove anarchist. these kids, yep, down to, we went down to uh, Mavericks. Hmm. And that's when I started going to Mavericks. What's Mavericks? A beach. Uh-huh. It's a big surf place. People uh-huh. surf, but it's a really cool little beach right down at Half Moon Bay. Uh-huh. Beautiful fucking place. Awesome. Big surfing goes on there. Uh, yeah, I started doing that. And then I started, we travel around, we hitched down to Big Sur. That's when I saw, we saw the ferries. Literally flying above us, and woke up in the morning, and I was here, and he was here. We we're just on sleeping bags, and I go like this. I look over, and the fucking cliff is about this far. It's a good 300 feet down. Because it was dark when we climbed down the side of the yeah. road, and we were hitchhiking, um, and uh, we beat it out there. What about ferries? The ferries, I think, kept us safe. Two people, like with wings. Mm-hmm. way above us flying around. We thought uh-huh. there were fireflies and they were like, they don't got fireflies here. Uh-huh. And they came down closer and we weren't tripping or anything. We were maybe high, but I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I saw the Druids with him, with Myrna, in Yosemite. The What's that? 77. That's how I, how I got my Druids. Yeah. We were in Yosemite. We, we used to go, you know, we went to Yosemite. Mm-hmm. And it was the drought, you know, so... Mm-hmm. 
we just went there, and the, there was walk-in campgrounds, but it was all hippies. Mm-hmm. It was like communities. We stayed there, I don't even know. I went back in 79 by myself and hung out there. I had experience. Well, I got lots of stories, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess I do. Yep. But, um... How about the Truett stuff? So we were in Yosemite, and uh, we were just off, you know, somewhere in the woods. We had our food up in a tree, but not far enough when the bear came. Mm-hmm. And we just stayed there like this going, holy shit. And it went up and it got our fucking backpack. Uh-huh. Oh, this is a, oh yeah. God, I haven't thought of this in forever. So we're like, and then it goes away, and we gather up our crap and, you know, throw it back up higher. We take it, climbed up and put it up higher, mm-hmm. but he ate all the food, and, uh, which is how we ended up stealing like crazy from the fucking shops there for food and stuff, mm-hmm. okay? Note that mm-hmm. for later. <laughs> so we're like... So then we're lying there. I think it was the next night. I don't think it was the same night. Anyway, we're out there. We're sleeping. And I wake up. Or so I think. Or so I know now. But And I wake up and I like... I'm like... And I'm all like... I feel like I'm on drugs. And I can hear this weird chanting and pipes and things. You know, flutes and crap. And I'm like, hmm. And I can't move my body. Just my head. So I'm like this, looking over, very like drug, kind of going. And across down the way in the woods goes a bunch of fucking cape people with torches and shit. I don't know if they were modern druids or they were from before, mm-hmm. and we were there, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, you know, and I knew that they were, I knew the druids, I knew it. They were telling me, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're going, and then I wake up in the morning, I'm back to sleep, whatever. Wake up in the morning, I go, I look at Myrna, he's lying next to me, you know, I go, boy, did I have the weirdest dream? And I tell him, he goes, and as I'm telling him, he goes, goes, that was no dream. I saw it too. I thought it was a dream too. And we were like, I go, it was druids, it was druids. He goes, yeah, what did you hear? Oh, they were chanting. And I go, I was like, wow. Wow. And uh, that's how I started. And then we'd see, I'd see shit in other places during my life, you know, but that was the biggest, the beginning of it was, yeah, it started in Yosemite and the fairies, you know, was the same year. And uh, that was by Carmelo. Mm-hmm. But um, that's how I got into the Druids. And then I didn't start, you know, painting them or doing anything with them until lately. But uh, that's how I got into that shit. Awesome. Yep, yep. And then I knew some real druids. This guy Rodney, this millionaire guy, actually, that Suzanne and her mom, and the, you are, that, that they lived with him. He had a mansion on Fillmore Street. Rodney the Druid. There's a druid circle in the park. I'll show you sometime. We should go there, Golden Gate Park, behind the tennis field, tennis courts. A little spot. It's been there forever. Mm-hmm. Spent a lot of time there. Just past the age groves. That's my favorite part of the park and where I hung out the most. So yeah, you know, just did my little stuff, started at my anarchist study group, uh, became good friends with Jean. Where'd Bound Together come from? Jade. J 
Jade knew Tom Alder somehow, you know, dummy, my my other adult running buddy, you know, uh-huh. the faggot that, you know, I had an intimate relationship with Jade. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. I aborted our child. You and Jade? When they decided to be, do transsexual, and I was not together enough to deal with that then. Mm. Eartha was also. And, um, yeah, that was heavy duty. Heavy duty. He was cool. I mean, you know, I didn't have, uh, well, plus back then, you know, it took me two months to get a fucking positive pregnancy test. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I was doing drugs. I remember, mm-hmm. I can remember sitting on the stairs. We had a flat next to the music store on H Street there. Mm-hmm. That's where the Gus's was and chickens that sing music mm-hmm. turned into Hay Ashbury Music Store. We were right mm-hmm. above it. We had a flat over there, right next to Gus's pub. I used to jump into the tree and go down to the backyard. Up, <laughs> oh, going to Gus's. Uh-huh. Instead of going down the door stairs, they're like, "What?" I go out the thing. I go, "Wee!" Right into the tree. Mm. <laughs> That's young. Yeah. And on drugs. Yeah. I could do anything. I'm lucky I didn't get hurt. But um. What uh. What what drugs were you into? Everything. Same Everything. Were there. Speed, barbiturates, acid, mm-hmm. cocaine, anything that I could get my hands on, basically. Mm-hmm. Not heroin. Never tried heroin because I knew that I would become a heroin addict mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so I didn't try it. Jade liked heroin. He wasn't a drug addict or anything, but him and Mary Mamatos. And we all lived on Belcher Street. They started getting into that shit. Mm-hmm. Not all the time, but they, you know, white kids slumming it. Basically, they had no reason to do heroin. Right. But um, you know, they did. But they weren't strung out or nothing. Jade was. Oh my God, no way. But um, yeah, Jade knew Tom Alder. Um, <laughs> Who's Tom Alder? He's dummy. Who right. lives at Bound Together. Him and Uncle Danny, mm-hmm. who was the three of us, were running buddies for years and years. Like, literally, you know, years and years and years and years and years. And um, it's Tom who I was going to visit at the bookstore when I stood going over the city yep. a while back. But yeah. I think that's been already almost two years, year and a half, year or so. I don't know. So I had, no, the last time I saw him was December of 2017. Mm-hmm. They came, him and Danny came to my house right. in August for that show. That was pretty cool. Right. Haven't seen them since. Danny makes no effort, so I'm done with that. So weird, weird, uh, so Tom weird knew, uh, da- uh, blah, 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 blah. Jade knew Tom and Bound Together. He's a Marxist, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he knew them. And, uh... Who's, who's a Marxist? Jade. Jade's a Marxist. Yeah, so. he was a Marxist. We had a lot of fun with that. Uh-huh. Fun, seriously, you know, I mean, it was never like you, but, you know, that's just good. So, say, after, say, say, when say I got, about that when you... I was pregnant with Jade uh-huh. in 79, oh yeah, so like I said, I remember before we moved out of Hate Street Flat over to the Mission that's when Joe Biafra showed up at that place. That's his story. And so, 
we got pregnant, or we were waiting to get pregnant, waiting and waiting and waiting, and I remember, I remember a specific time of sitting on the steps of the flat that I'd go to the front door, drinking beer, you know, and smoking cigarettes and shit, while I was waiting to find out if I was pregnant, because by then he was starting to do this whole thing about going transsexual. And I was like, and I also knew I wasn't ready to have a kid. I was so fucked up, it was ridiculous. It would be the most mm -hmm. ridiculous fucking thing. Mm -hmm. And so I, we moved over to the mission to this flat that was actually condemned, owned by these people. What's their name? Filipinos. What was their name? La, La, and I can't remember. Oh my God. They say it's LeBron or I think it was their name. Their name. I don't remember. Maybe. And, uh, so, I just thought, you know, by now I'm like, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do this. You know, it's me, him, David Arndt, a stupid-ass surgeon-to-be, and Jeff Siegel, who was how we met David Arndt through him, off bags, and um, <clears throat> who all died of AIDS, except for David. And what was I saying? Just found together. Oh, so... You know, we had a lot going on, and... Oh, you were saying you remember he, being he sitting on the stoop? Sitting on when... my steps, drinking beers, mm -hmm. and, you know, getting fucked up, uh, and going on. But we were moving, so we moved, and then I was like, I'm not doing this, you know, I don't want to do this. Uh, and this is why, and I couldn't deal with it. And he, you know, he was fine. It was hard, but it's a testament to our, you know, relationship. That, you know, I had to have an abortion... And the house, that guy looks just like Peter fucking Doolittle. Hmm. You're not. Um, so, had an abortion. With the What's bathroom, the... had a fucking umbrella, a big umbrella over the toilet because it leaked from the roof really bad. It was leaking in my room. And so we did that, and, and Tom offered his car to us to go for a getaway, and that's when I started going to the St. George Hotel in Santa Cruz, uh -huh. which at the time was real affordable. Uh -huh. Now it's just a bougie after the earthquake, but before that, you could live there. I mean, it was like uh -huh. a nice old, old hotel. Oh, uh -huh. fucking go to a boardwalk, you know. Uh -huh. And hang out in Santa Cruz. So we took a car ride down there, and that's how I met Tom. Uh -huh. So that was 79. Well, I met Tom, actually, at Gay Day, which is what we called it back then, mm -hmm. uh, in 1979, which was a, a month after the White Night Riots. Mm -hmm. And Tom was jumping on, partying, of course, but he was so, like, people, were, he was so having a good time and everything, and everybody's like, you know, and I'm like, what the fuck is everybody so excited about? We just got creamed. And now we're being fucked with, you know, Peter Platon or defendants. 13 people, one of them committed suicide from the whole thing. Defendants from the I was trying riot. to say that they started the White Night Riot. Mm -hmm. And Peter Plate was one of them. He was a good friend of mine back mm -hmm. then. He got really twisted and turned into an asshole. Mm -hmm. uh, he was already one, but we got along kind of thing. In fact, I was the one who helped him get an abortion for his girlfriend. You know, I was sitting at the grand piano. Oh, crap, my girlfriend's pregnant. I don't know what to do. I go, you go down to the fucking women's need center down the block. I go, and you get an abortion. What, How many times I've had to do that with people who didn't know what the fuck to do? Yeah. Back to Long Island, even. Mm -hmm. Bill's girl, Liz, wife 
after. I'm going to just go to the city. I'll just run away. I go, no, you're not. We're going to go. I'm going to go to the youth council and talk to Mike. I'm going to find out what the fuck you deal with this. And that's how he learned about Planned Parenthood. Mm. Bill Baird was right there. I saw him in person. He's cool. Mm. That brave man. And uh, so, yeah, so we went down to Santa Cruz and then we came back. And that's when I started going over to Bound Together, which was on Ashbury and Hayes still mm -hmm. in this little old what was a pharmacy in the soda fountain next to the O'Connell school there where the college is now mm -hmm. Hayes and Ashbury Carol Channing used to go in there and have sodas after school right right you know Mr. Mady was this Iranian guy who owned it and Mesra Mady upstairs lived this guy George Schramm and his mother Catherine he was half Chinese and half Russian his dad wasn't in the picture, his dad was Chinese, his mother was, no, German, or Russian, I can't remember. And he was a pinhead. I don't know what his trip was. He was 40 at the time, mm -hmm. and he lived with his mother. And he really was, sit, sit, your name is sit, sit, like a dog? Hmm. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the girl, or some girl, he would say all the time, Susie, she won't give me a blowjob. You think she'll give me a blowjob? He's like this 40-year-old guy who was like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I love George, though. He was great. One time on acid, and I can't remember who it was, probably Tom, probably. <laughs> I lived in Little Bound Together. Mm -hmm. We'll go by there sometime. If we ever go over there, I'll show you. Mm -hmm. It's a stupid cafe now. Um, one night, we're on drugs, whatever. I think it was acid. And I'm odd. There's like a balcony. You could go through the back, you know, and there's a little bathroom and, you know, where they work to make the medicine, I guess, you know, a little. But then there was this little staircase that went up to the balcony, and there was a room up there, and I lived in there. And uh, I can't remember again what I was going to say. So that was in the, the soda shop or in the bookstore? Oh, the pharmacy. So that's how I started working at Bound Together, and there was another thing again of Tom and I you know, just became really close. And Danny met him through the bar, I think. I don't know, maybe he, no, he didn't live at Felon yet. I can't remember, uh, too long ago. But, um, so yeah, we, we became good friends, more than that. I mean, I've had an intimate relationship with three gay guys so, you know, don't tell me that anything's black and white. Yeah. It's not. You know, yeah. Jade and I... When Jade and I had sex the first time was when I had this little uh, uh, studio apartment on, on Fell Street, Oak Street, by Stanion there. Myrna lived in one, Martha, this other friend. And, uh, and I can't remember the lady in the back, what her name was. But um, lived there. Oh, I can't keep a train of thought. You remember what I was saying? Bound together. Yeah. I lost it. I should be able to track these things. Yeah. So you um, don't have to. So, yeah, you know, uh, that's how I started working at Bound Together. And that was like 78, actually, by then. Or, no, it was later than that. It was 79 when all that shit was going down. And mm -hmm. so 1980, I was living in the bookstore then. Mm -hmm. And 
was going on. That's when we got the mindless thug bust. Right. It was 1981. Right. Let's, I was living at Ashbury House then, by then. But that's the beginning. That's what we did. We did a lot of drugs, worked on and off. Um, welfare, food stamps, you know, you name it. And then I got, oh yeah, I got on SSI. Mm-hmm. I got on SSI. Myrna, everybody was getting on SSI. You could just get on it. It was so easy. And mm-hmm. so Myrna, that was really funny. I think that's when he first started feeling weird about me, one of the first times. Mm. When we lived together, it wasn't too good either. He tried to kill himself. Me and Jade had to take him to the hospital. Mm. Dumbass. Thanks. I needed huh. that. Right. Um, I'll never forgive him for it, especially because he turned into such an asshole. Well, more of one, I guess. Then I finally went, I don't want to deal with you no more. Mm-hmm. So that was the beginning. That was the beginning, you know? We did a lot of drugs all the time. Uh, I mean, and booze, you know? We play pool after the bar closed at two. We go downtown to the pool place on Market Street there, you know, down by Seventh or Room, and play pool all night and eat fried egg sandwiches. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we play pool. I was really into playing pool. I'm a really good pool player. I haven't played in forever, but I'm good. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a big thing, playing pool. Danny was a really good pool player. Myrna was pretty good. And that's what we did. And then when I got into Bound Together, and I started doing political stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's how, you know, really that took off, was through there. And, uh... I want to cut it off. And here. that's how that started. 